Eric Boy here with ESPN True Hoop and the A-League Podcast. I am joined by New Hawks signee Quinn Cook, man. Quinn, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing? How you doing? I can't complain, man. How, first of all, I saw you was in Atlanta yesterday. They had the press conference and whatnot. How does it feel uh, to be an Atlanta Hawk? Oh, uh, man, it's a dream come true. It's a blessing um, to be a part of this, you know, historic franchise, this, this great franchise. And mm. I'm just ready to go to work. I'm just ready to go to work, and I'm just so excited to be a part of the team. H- have you had any conversations with uh, Coach Bud yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, you know, I've, I haven't. Uh, he's, I think he's in Israel or he's overseas. He overseas, yes. The, the, the game and stuff, the yes. game's over there. So, no, I haven't spoken to him yet, but looking forward to him getting back in town and you know him. You know, just you know, coaching me. You know, just being yeah. as coachable as possible. And you know, I, I know he's really, really good friends with my college coach, Coach uh, K. So um, I'm excited to uh, really, you know, get started and learn from him. Is there any? Well, speaking of that, is there? How I mean, how fun was it? How uh, as far as molding you playing under Coach K? Like, what did that do for you personally in your career? Um, uh, it, it did you know so much for me. You know, more off the court, but uh, you know, obviously, you know, the basketball wise, I think he's the best coach ever. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, he, he he molded me into being a man I am today. Just you know, teaching me good habits. Um, you know, getting my bad habits you know out of my system from from high school and just. You know, coaching me every day, being there every day, and uh, you know, I still talk to him once a week. Um, and uh, you know, he's like a father figure to me. So you know, that's the only reason why I went there. The main reason why was my relationship with him and and how he you know treats his players and former players and stuff. Really stuck with me, and you know, he, he's still my coach to this day. He, he gives me advice and you know critiques you know certain things that I do um, even at the professional level. So. To, uh, he's still my coach. He, even though I don't play there no more, he's still mm-hmm. my coach. Is it? I saw something interesting. I remember I read Jay Williams his book, and he was talking about how like the first meeting he had with Coach Kate was like, um, it was it, they didn't touch on basketball a ton. It was just mainly about personal life, about what Duke would do for him after school and things of that nature. You know, was that kind of had the conversation you had with Coach K when you were there? Was it just like he really wanted to get to know you personally? And, and you know, and, and just go from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he doesn't um, look at you just as a basketball player. I think one thing about Duke, one thing about Coach K, you know, he recruits you know good character guys. He doesn't just recruit obviously the best players or whatever. I mean, I think you know all the guys that he recruits are are, are good people. So um, yeah, I yeah. think that plays into a factor in. You know, he was just genuine, man. He was genuine. You know, my god brother, Noah Smith, went there, so I had, met, I had met him at an early age, and he was just a genuine, nice guy, but with his fame and, and you know, his, his stature, I mean, you know, with pictures, he always stops to take pictures, he always speaks, I mean, he, he speaks to the janitors, he speaks to the, you know, the laundry people, he speaks to everybody, and you know, he's just a good, good dude, and, you know, a lot of our conversations were basketball, and a lot you know, it was just him checking up on me. A lot was, you know, on Father's Day, you know, I, I lost my father. He would yeah. still call me every Father's Day on certain dates. He, he remembers. And that's all his players. I mean, wow. you know, wow. he, 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 he calls every former player on their birthdays. I mean, so wow. it's, 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 it's an amazing relationship that he has with all his players. How do you think he'll do with uh, this roster he has coming in, man? They, are, they look stacked. Um, 
this upcoming season of Duke basketball, man. I mean, how, how do you think he'll handle manage like having this amount of talent of these guys? Uh, I mean, obviously he's always done it, but it seems yeah. like with this one here, it seems like there's so much hype buzzing around them. How do you think he'll handle that? I mean, I think he'll handle it better than any coach you know could at, yeah. at the collegiate level. I think, you know, like you said, he's done it um, yeah. over the years, and you know, uh, this team reminds me a lot, a lot of last year because you know they had you know all the hype coming in, and obviously you know basketball, you know injuries, Harry, you know yeah. getting hurt, Jason starting the year, uh, be a leader of that team, and I think they'll do well. And I mean, now and then leaving Duke and then coming into the league and. Uh, having to move around so much and, you know, maneuver through the D-League, um, having so much success in the D-League, how frustrating was it as, like, having to put in, you know, putting in that work, uh, waiting for your moment, waiting for that time, for somebody to, like, truly invest in you and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, how difficult is that, just uh, going through the D-League ranks and trying to work your way into the league like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all it's all the process. You know, if you trust the process, if you, you know, um, invest in yourself, if you, you know, better yourself, that's all, you know, I would just tell myself that, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going overseas, making a lot of money, um, you know, just, you know, trusting the dream, trusting the process. And in my first year in the D-League, I was, you know, always upset. You know, I wouldn't get called up. This guy, I get called up, I'd be comparing my stats to this guy's stats, <laughs> our matchups. And, you know, it kind of drove me crazy, but... You know, when I went back in there, I just wanted to be the best player. I wanted to dominate. I led the league in scoring, and I got called up. And, you know, I haven't been back since. And, you know, it's all about the process. It's just, just trusting the process and, you know, just, just taking it one day at a time, man. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, that Atlanta Hawks, you know, gave me another opportunity. And, and, and now, transition, let's talk about the Hawks then. Like, what kind of excites you about this team here? You know, they got the young core. Everything has kind of yeah. changed over this summer here in Atlanta. You saw what happened with Millsap and uh, Thabo leaving and, and whatnot, Dwight gone. Uh, now you yeah. have this young core with Schroeder, Bembry, Torian, and, and Collins. Uh, what and what kind of excites you about this team now? Yeah, um, um, you know, the, the, the franchise is a winning franchise. I mean, we have, you know, a, a great playoff streak going, and, you know, um, you know, Coach Bud has done a terrific job here. Um, you know, since you've been here, and you know, we're young, but we still have some some some, some guys who have you know great experience, like Dennis and and, and Bays and you know um, Mike. I mean, guys who, yeah. who uh, Demon, who, who's you know been in San Antonio, comes from a winning uh, tradition. So you know, he'll be great for us this year. So I mean, I, I, I know we have a young core, but uh, you know, I, I think our vets. You know, I'm going to do a great job bringing everybody along. And, you know, I, I know guys just, just, you know, just want to win and, and just try to, you know, get them back to the playoffs. Are you – is it – I guess not even – I guess it would be shocking to a degree just because you guys are young, but – it's still probably overstated. I mean, is it the rankings that came out? You know, that a lot of people are projecting the Hawks finishing last in the East, finishing last in the NBA, you know, and whatnot. Is it, for you, what is that? I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked, if you talk with some of the other teammates, if you guys have spoken about it, but what is that doing for you guys' motivation going into the season, knowing that you guys are being doubted to barely even win 30 games? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know, but... Uh, yeah, I can't tell, man. I, I couldn't tell. I mean, guys, you know, since I've been here, guys have been, you know, in there going hard, pushing each other in the pickup games, um, working hard in the weight room, staying late, getting shots up. And, you know, uh, we haven't talked about it. I haven't heard anything yeah. about that. So, yeah. you know, I, I think guys, you know, obviously, if they know about it, we'll take it as a motivation. Or we'll get some guys, you know, in, in the locker room who are very, very competitive. So, you know, we'll just take it as a challenge, man, and just, you know, take it one game at a time. 
Are you, were you aware at all before you even signed here with um, the excitement that was around like your game and what you did this summer? You played really well in the summer league, and and kind of a lot of a lot of Hawks fans were like on the internet, they were Twitter, Facebook, whatever it was, were really getting. Um, we're sending out tweets to the Hawks, like adding the Hawks Twitter account saying, hey, we need to sign Quinn Cook. So, like, it became a thing here where it was like Quinn Cook seemed like a really good choice to bring in. Uh, were you aware of that at all? And, like, what does that kind of do for you coming into this, like knowing that there's a fan base of people who are really excited about signing you? Man, it's, I, I didn't know that. And, you know, I, yeah. I kind of – the only only social media I'm really active on is Instagram, but I check every day that I post okay. on. But, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an honor, I mean, to – to obviously have fans, to have people admire what you do. Uh, we, we put a lot of time into our craft, and you know, to, to have people admire, you know, you know what you do, um, you, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into, you know, it, it's, it's an honor, definitely. And, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have two big games against, you know, Atlanta, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the summer. So, you know, the coaches saw me firsthand. The coaches watched a lot of film, you know, just obviously preparing you know, to play us and, you know, I didn't think I was going to get released by New Orleans, but that's the business. You know, they signed Rondo and then Darius Miller, Aaron Clark. You know, I got released, and, you know, I just wanted to stay ready. And, you know, to, for Atlanta to give me a chance, um, you know, for them to like my game. I, I played against them last year when I was in Dallas. So, you know, the coaches were very familiar with my game and the front office. So, you know, I'm just excited, man. Yeah, I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm humbled to, 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 be, to be here, man. What are some of the aspects of your game you're like kind of I'm sure you feel maybe you might have more of a chance to show, you know, in this offense or under Coach Bud um, that you might not have been able to show throughout your career so far? I mean, it's only been, it's been a short career, but still, I'm sure there's there's parts of your game that you wish people would take notice of. Yeah, my, my ability to shoot, I think, um, you know, I take pride in my ability to face the floor and, and knock down shots. Um, you know, in the D League, I was the primary you know, ball handler, uh, decision maker. So a lot of my stuff was off the dribble and, you know, me, you know, obviously just going to create some stuff for my teammates and also myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in New Orleans, you know, we, we played through the markets in, in AB a lot. So obviously, you know, w- which created some success for me there, just, you know, learning the offense and, and learning how to play, you know, with superstars. And, you know, in the summer, you know, I was obviously the, the main guy again. So, you know, a lot of my stuff was off the dribble, um, creating my – Stuff for myself and my teammates, but you know, I think my ability to catch and shoot, space the floor, um, is, is one thing I'll be able to show here because we do a lot of spacing, yeah. um, you know, extra pass and motion. So, you know, I think my ability to shoot and space the floor will, will, will benefit the team. Did you? I saw that. I also took notice on the Instagram. I know that you had that workout with BD Baron Davis. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? And then who else has kind of helped shape your game and improve your game over the years? Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, I was in uh, L.A. for about a week um, doing the UCLA uh, open runs and, you know, working out with my trainer. And, you know, I got to pick Burns' brain every day. Um, and, uh, you know, we spent about an hour, um, you know, a couple of days just working on pick and roll, you know, offense and defense, showing me what he used to do, showing me what he used to look at and, and stuff like that. And, you know, him being one of my favorite players growing up, you know, it was definitely, you know, humbling to, to – to get that knowledge, so I was like a sponge around everybody all day, and mm-hmm. you know, guys, like I've been fortunate to be around some great vets. Like, you know, I'm I was bronze rookie in Cleveland my first year, you know, so I got to learn from him every day. You know, KD, like my big brother, we grew up in the same area, so you know, we talk every day, and I'm just yeah, I'm just yeah. lucky, man, to have these relationships, and uh, 
you know, I just want to take advantage of, you know, all the advice they're giving me. Hey, real quick, do you think BD can still play right now? You think somebody should give him a chance? Nah, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, when first year, he, he came back to the D League and he had some, you know, big games. And, you know, obviously this summer he he was was, was killing guys. In the I league saw him, Drew League, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he definitely can still play in this league. I saw you just mentioned about you and Katie's friendship. How was that from, you know, being a close friend of his and seeing what he went through last year with people calling him Cupcake and the softness and calling him a traitor? Like, what was your take on that? Yeah, what, what was your outlook on that? Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, he, I, I thought it was unfair. You know, a lot of times, you know, the fans and, and the Internet don't, doesn't understand the business, you know, aspect of this of this game and you know, he did what was best for him. He did what was where he wanted to be happy at, the best offense he could play in and you know, he, he obviously, you know, went to to Golden State was probably an unpopular decision by everybody, but yeah. as long as he was happy I was good. And, you know, I'm I'm so happy that he, you know, got what he deserved. You know, he yeah, he yeah. loves loves this game. He puts a lot of work into this game. So, you know, to to see him be at the the pinnacle of basketball be uh, NBA Finals MVP and an NBA champion. Um, when you see you know, one of your close friends do that, I mean, it's, it, it, it meant a lot to me. So um, yeah. I'm so happy for him. And now, you know, I I, I want to beat those guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal now, man. And, and and even so, like, the I guess the loyalty factors was always brought up. And I don't know if you got a chance to read uh, IT's letter yesterday, Isaiah Thomas. And yeah, he wrote, I read a little bit of it. Yeah, and kind of he touched on that, which was great. I think people just need to take notice of that. But one of the best parts of that was just talking about he talked about the KD situation, and then it's, it's just like, about it's like if, yeah. If, if somebody gets traded, you know, if somebody gets traded, it's it's, it's out of our decision. It's out of our hands. Yeah, yeah. The front office, but you know, it's unpopular to the fans and the internet when you know a player takes his future into his hands and makes his own decisions. So, yeah. I mean, that's what they don't understand, and you know, it's a part of it, and you know. It's, it's a part of basketball, man. Why? Are, why? Are the, I always wonder this. Like, why are people so reluctant? A lot of fans, maybe even casual fans, whatever they are, so reluctant to criticize management when they make decisions. Like, we, I don't know. Man. We saw how it. Yeah, we saw how it played after the you know his sister passed. We you know he's played through injuries. Why players play through injuries all the time and things of that nature? And it's just for you guys, somebody like you, who's who's gone through you know to get to where you are now. And see how I'm sure you've gone through where management said this and then didn't you know didn't come through, or you I'm sure you've dealt with a lot. Yeah, so for you, I know firsthand. Yeah, so you know exactly what it's like to to have that to see that side of the game and how dirty it could be. Yeah, man, that's why you can never you know get too comfortable. Man. Yeah, you know I think the only time you can really get comfortable, you know, for a summer or you know, unless you're like LeBron or <laughs> KD, a guy who who would never be traded, but. So if you want an NBA championship, you know, I don't think you, you know, you'll, you'll get traded. So yeah. that's my motivation is just like try to get to the highest point, try to get to where, you know, your your job is secure. But, you know, in this business, you know, like like you said, IT, you know, plays after a day after his sister passes, you know, plays through hip injury, you know, scores 50, you know, gives the Celtics tradition, you know, uh, you know, the, the in the city of Boston, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of success. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, he gets traded. So, I mean, it's, it's the businessman. And, you know, that's what people have to understand. You know, it's bigger than us a lot of times. And so when guys make their own decisions, you can't kill them for it. You know what I'm no. saying? Yeah, yeah, at all, at all. And, it, and now going into um, 
this season right here? What have you been working on this summer? Like, what, what's been the kind of your focus? My biggest thing is my body. My biggest thing is my body. Um, you know, a lot of times guys will try to post me up um, my rookie year. So, you know, I've just been working on my strength. You know, I've been I've put a, you know, a, a, a lot of muscle on, well, more muscle than, than I ever had before. And, uh, you know, just learning, man, learning from these vets. You know, I've been picking uh, uh, Baze's, you know, head, you know, these past two days about defense. Nice. Um, you know, stuff like that, man. Just working on everything, just trying to become a better shooter. Um, in a better shape, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, become a better basketball player. For sure, for sure. Let me get a little bit. Just we'll get away from basketball just real quick and talk about just kind of your your interests outside of like maybe music. You can definitely tell uh, the interest you have in hip hop and whatnot. Do you have any? You have a top five list right now, hip hop guys. <laughs> uh, my top five. I know that's tough. I'm putting you on the spot. My bad, but I'm just at. Nah, 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 nah. Argo, um, Kodak Black, what? Uh, NBA Young Boy, Future, Migos, and Lil Durk or Twenty One Savage. Yo, okay. See now, see you pretty much yeah. gonna be fine, and you gonna fit just right in in Atlanta. Seems like. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Young Boy is one that K Felder told me I need to check out, and I've been listening to him. We got a guy on our podcast we're on that got me on him. So everybody's telling me Young Boy is the guy I got to check out. And now I'm hooked yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's nice. He real he nice. nice. I'm going to tell you one guy in Atlanta that you got to check out here. Uh, his name is J.I.D. And he okay. he just signed with Dreamville with J. Cole. Um, and I think in another group, uh, Earth Gang, it's like they just, they're all from Atlanta, from like Decatur, from East Atlanta and whatnot. Okay. But that J.I.D. is a guy that you probably would like. It's, he got one song okay. called Never. So you check that out. Check out Never. It's a pretty dope song. But other than so uh, those those guys outside of that, if you have you have a favorite Atlanta rapper that you would say? Uh, I mean, I like Future, I like Thug, I like the Migos, Twenty One, um, Gunna. I mean, I, it's a lot of dudes in the, the Two Chain. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of guys in the A that I really really listen to on a daily basis. Do you feel? Is it okay? I was talking with somebody the other day. Do you feel like? Um, Atlanta's been running hip hop for like a decade now. Would you agree with that statement? Nah, for sure. Okay. okay. Man, more than a decade. You know, I remember, you know, Luda. I remember Ti. You know, back in <laughs> yeah. you know the early two thousands. Man, you know what I'm saying? So they've been they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Now nah, it's one of them things where you come here. And like, if you go to the studio here, you'll realize like people. There'll be like several people from Atlanta producer here that are working on one beat together so like everybody here really helps each other out like I heard 2 Chainz say the same thing like a lot of rappers yeah, nah, yeah. Here. yeah people help each other out here yeah so it's easier to kind of you know like groom everybody and people are always helping each other out so it's easier to kind of build that whole that community here but Atlanta's Not one of the places sure. yeah for sure now even away from music let's ask you about your favorite movies favorite basketball movies my favorite basketball movie. And do you have an uh, underrated one? Do you have an underrated one? Because I got one ready, and I know you might not even know this um, one, but go ahead. I'm, one of my favorite ones that gets really no love, uh, Six Man. That's really... Oh, yeah. I love Six Man. Okay, okay. I mean, obviously, above the rim, he got games, Space Jam, all that, but Six Man is probably my favorite out of the, out of the basketball movies. Hoosiers, I, mean, I like them all, but my, my, probably my favorite is probably uh, Through the Fire, you know, Sebastian Yo. Kelsey, documentary is probably my favorite movie. Cook, man. That is, I was actually going to say that one. That was going to be my underrated one. Sebastian, I've watched it. Yeah. No, that's too good. That one in Sunset Park. 
Oh, you know you seen Sunset oh, yeah, Park. Sunset. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my roommate in college, Ronnie Hood, he, him and his girlfriend would watch that every single. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sick of that movie. Yeah, so <laughs> dope, man, dope. Yeah. Well, look, man, I really want to appreciate the time. Oh, uh, no, no problem. Welcome to Atlanta, man. It's gonna be exciting. Thank Hopefully, I'll be able to cover you throughout the season, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Always, brother, man. Take care, man. All right, you too. All right. All right.